tonight we've got we're doing the double feature. We've got two two episodes, man. Uh, I had to go in and get get some more water and another beverage just because I needed um, I needed to pick myself up a bit. Do uh, have we talked about this? Or are you were you ever into energy drinks? Are you an energy drink guy? Let's see, I was in ninth grade and I it was the night before the AP bio exam and we waited outside a friend of mine got 3 a.m tickets because the midnight screening of phantom menace was sold out so we got three three o'clock in the morning tickets for grauman's chinese and so i had to convince my dad i had been at hollywood high for most of the school year at this point and i was like oh i have this friend Uh, he wants me to spend over spend the night at his house because we're gonna go see the new star wars movie in the morning Uh, at three in the morning and my dad had to come meet his dad and all this whole thing and uh red bull had just come out and they drove up in the mini cooper it probably wasn't even a mini cooper at that time uh but whatever the red bull car was and they were giving it out to people online for free and i remember i took my first sip and i was like man this is pretty good and i could not finish (laughs) the can it was so bad um (laughs) And so, yeah, that was like my first energy drink I ever had. And then I just never got it. I never got into Jolt Cola. I always heard about it. I never tasted yeah. it. Um, the most I ever liked and only based on the name alone was Surge. And I didn't even love Surge all that much. So I don't know. Even now, I don't even drink soda. So, <laughs> yeah, I did get a Dr. Pepper when home. I had a headache the other. Oh, yeah. Did it? Did it? Uh... Yeah. Did it do the deed? Uh, I don't think it helped, but it was kind of like soul food. Like, yeah, I don't drink soda anymore. And that was my soda for a long time. So I had such a bad headache. I was like, well, it's not going to make it worse. So I had a Dr. Pepper. Uh, I remember I was in high school at the time and my mom came home. This was right when Monster came out and she came home and it was the black can, the tall, the tall boy with the big green, you know, the, 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 the tear marks, the M in there. And, um, I that, I had no idea. This was around the same time that Jolt Cola was around. But I didn't know what an energy drink was. And this was like at nine o'clock at night and I drank it and it would taste it good. You know that I, I can just I can already taste <laughs> the flavor in my mouth. Um, <laughs> but my mom goes, you know how much energy was in that? And luckily I was a young kid and it didn't keep me up. But I just think about that now. How I don't know, just how um, naive I was. <laughs> I didn't even look at it. Um, but, yeah. you know. You know which energy drink is actually still pretty decent? I realized when you when I said, I'm going to hit start recording, <laughs> and you laughed. Now I get why. What What is it, Justin? Uh, Rockstar, baby. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> Do they still make oh, Rockstar? Did I just make a... a- I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Rockstar Energy. Did uh, Rockstar? I mean, it has a homepage. Absorb them. Okay, I thought. What's weird is so Rockstar Energy drink logo exists on their site. The first drink that they're promoting doesn't have Rockstar branding on it at all. So, uh, yeah, I guess they're still uh, thriving. Uh, I have one bit of housekeeping in that I now have received all of my merch that I ordered from our Patreon. I'm, I'm just going to call it our Patreon shop, even though we're not selling merch through Patreon. That's the only place we have a merch link. Um, so I got my button, my sticker, and today I received my shirt, uh, which I have not worn yet, but it looks pretty good. Um, and uh, I'll try it on. I got the coaster design that you did put on a Heather Gray t-shirt. And uh, 
lists. I think it looks cool. Look good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of and merch, that's all the housekeeping I got. Yeah. I did want to mention. Uh-huh. Uh, oh shoot, didn't didn't show up. I want to be able to call out the exact items that that uh, James had sent us. But James was very nice and oh, sent yeah. us out some awesome merch. He <laughs> sent us out two CDs, two of his albums, um, and then two shirts, and I want to say a sticker or two. But very cool stuff, man. We, I, you know, he had, at the end of our conversation, he just he, you know, maybe it was a text or or something later. But he goes, "Hey, man, just give me your address. I uh, I got some stuff for you." Asked some sizes, so I knew where he was going with it, and then he sent us some sweet merch. And uh, and so next time I see you, David, I'm gonna have to give you your stuff. But thanks, thanks yeah, to man. James Adkins, uh, music. Thank James you, James, Adkins for doing that. Yeah, man, appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Rockstar from Static yes. Prevails, track 2 of 12, a Mark Trombino West Kid production. Uh, this track, now, what's interesting, so I, I'm hoping maybe by the end of the pod or us doing Static Prevails, we'll be able to suss out which tracks were recorded at Sound City and which were recorded at Big Fish in San Diego. Um, just because all I see is that, like, it was recorded at these two studios. but right. I. I'm sort of interested in which tracks were recorded where. Um, why? I don't know why, but well, <laughs> you know, interested. by that time we'll have you know, and and this uh, this kind of goes back to the the people that we've been that we've reached out to who have agreed to be on the podcast as guests. We're gonna start getting into these deeper um, the people who have had a longer relationship with the band or a very. Um, brief but like an odd introduction to the band and they'll be able to provide those those kind of details like oh i know why Uh, jim mentioned it in passing why they recorded it at why they recorded these five tracks at big fish versus these six at sound city yeah Um, and and it it could have been they were a brand new band or maybe uh craig aronson didn't want them to finish a big fish he was like no you need to sound even bigger uh you're on capital now, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's send you over to Sound City. <laughs> and isn't Craig Aronson, I mean, the pictures of him, he's a very, he's not a huge dude, but the way that you describe him, it kind of sounds like the, uh, you know, the big fat cat. Um, yeah, totally. Record yeah. Exec. <laughs> Mr. Big, big from uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I was time. watching, I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching something recently Gosh, what was it? And oh, so Danger Gavin sent me a YouTube playlist of Fred Mascherino from Taking Back Sunday reacting to alt and emo bands from the 2000s. And one of the videos, it's oh, the Make Damn Sure video, which I remember I linked up with, I think, Bye Bye Love. Because they both had no spaces between their words. Right, right. And the Make Damn Sure video has a kid running off into a field at the end of the video. And Fred Mascherino said that that was Craig Aronson's son. And Craig Aronson was also the A&R guy for Taking Back Sunday. And so I was like, wow, it really does all come full circle. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is nuts. And that's the one, is that the kid um, who's picture from behind and he's running into the field uh yes. naked oh i don't know if the, he's running naked in the make damn sure video but in at the okay. end of the make damn sure video there's a kid running off oh i see i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the album cover um oh album i cover. don't think that's craig aronson's son no, i don't know no, though that, that's the one that it. that came to mind first but okay 
So you're talking about just just the music video. Just at the gotcha. last shot of the music video. Yeah, it's Craig Aronson's Man. son, Jimmy World's A&R guy, who then went on to be Taking Back Sunday's A&R guy. Uh, what a prolific dude. Yeah, no longer with I us, know, but, but wow. Man, what a career. So July 23rd, 96, this record comes out. Tom is singing this song, baby. Yes. Now, you know, uh, my, my uh, I've told you before that my first introduction to the band was from my buddy Eric's uh, uh, ripped copy of static prevails and this was the first this was the first track i remember here well it's the second track but it's the first time where my i I stopped and paused for a moment and thought this doesn't sound like the guy i just heard and it wasn't until later i figured out that this that there's a guy named tom that's in this and in you know in addition to jim and and so yeah this one caught me off guard it's it i thought twice about it then but now you know it's just it's just part of it's just part of that record. But uh, th- that this one caught me off guard for being a, the second track and not being that same voice you just you hear with um, thinking that's all. Yeah. Now, when you heard it, I mean, I'm asking you to remember all these details. Did you think like, oh, this is the jam? This is the single off the record. I was concentrating <laughs> more on how different the voice was and wasn't actually yeah. listening to the song itself, which is sure, you know, yeah. that's kind of discounting the the. The song, because if I had listened to it, yeah, I mean, this this song's pretty, pretty heavy. And it's got that, uh, you know, th- th- this is a big factor in this in their early music is because Tom and Jim are both both guitar players. They have this it's not dueling guitars, but they they definitely sure. play off of each other in the beginning of this where one's like doing a little and the other one's going do 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 where if you, if you pay attention to it you can hear them kind of battling and maybe that does play into the lyrics when we get into those a little bit later um but yeah to answer your question i was more my mind was concentrating more on the fact that this guy's voice was so much deeper and different from that compared to uh, you know the I remember the having that relationship with the vocalist. singles album yeah, yeah. I, I remember having that that relationship with the singles album where I was like, where who's singing what? He sounds so different. And I was I think at the time I thought like, oh, they just changed their vocal style. <laughs> like, over And that's time. what I thought, too. I was my mind was trying to justify it and say, man, this guy's voice got much lower. I don't know if I necessarily yeah. like it. We were so young. Bands couldn't possibly have yeah. more than one singer. <laughs> and who else was it that I, I was I think I, <laughs> I know. Right. I was reading today on Facebook. Facebook, somebody was listening again to Static Prevails, and I want to say they gave it a second and third listen, and they had mentioned that Jim's voice sounded not, maybe immature is a, is a, a way to describe the word that this guy used, <laughs> but it, like it was uh. un, un, um, un, like imperfect at that moment. Like he had, he was just singing out raw, and I think totally. that made it even more of a dynamic uh, difference was having Jim singing in that style where he sounds like he's like shredding his voice higher. And then Tom, which sounds, yeah, it's going to sounds a little bit deeper. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> such a, 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 what, what a difference in that, that, that maybe that was even more of a striking, um, a pause caused me to, to pause more. Uh, yeah. but yeah, listening to this song again, I, I, I like this, this track. This is one of those that I think people think when they think of Tom, they think of rock star. Um, you know, yeah, now I think of I, action and an I audience, saw but. somebody had said, I think it was maybe like one random comment on song meanings or something. Um, but somebody was like, I wish 
they would play Rockstar instead of that one he sings all the time, which I'm assuming they're talking about Blister. Right. Yeah, um, that's it. Uh, and uh, I guess they don't play it that often, but they played it as recently as December of 2019. Um, but they played it 33 times that I have. Uh, now, I did see a picture, which we'll get to a little bit later, of Tom uh, playing Rockstar in the middle of a set, like a recent set. From what you saw, or when have you ever experienced this one being played live? Uh. I'll have to look. Just let Tom, me take a look. Does Tom just get up there with his guitar and do a solo thing, electric, or no, does he have the full no, band I've never behind seen him? That. No, 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 full band. Okay, I thought I've so. never seen Tom go out there solo. Yeah. Okay. It, the picture made it look like he did, but it might have just been a big set and or a, a big stage, and he was just sure. so isolated from the other band members. Let's take a look and see if he's ever played it at a show I was at. And while I do that, maybe we can start digging into the lyrics. Yes. Okay. I kind of like the I kind of like the lyrics. Uh, you know, I don't know what your take is on this. Uh, we'll start with verse one here. Where so well before we get into the lyrics, where you're hiding? I always thought he said where you hiding. You shine. Yeah, off me the too. Wall. You know where you hiding? There's a lot of lyrics in here that you read them and you can make sense in your mind when you listen to it. But at the time, I had different lyrics. So the first line is actually where you're hiding the shine off the wall. Pretty cryptic, man. I don't know where you're yeah. hiding the shine off the wall. Um, yeah, my my thought is like glitter, uh, or um, it's not necessarily glitter, but what's that stuff? Have you ever seen an Arrowheads, or I'm sorry, not an Arrowhead, uh, Sparklets delivery truck yeah. on the back? It's got <laughs> it's, it's so mesmerizing. Yes, yeah, I can't I can't help but stare at it. Is that like sequin? Yeah. Kind of like sequin. It is sequins, yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. So, that's what I'm thinking is, like, is glamorous at this point where you're hiding is maybe you're not, you're not, uh, we're, we're getting a peek into this and, and it, you're not necessarily giving in to the, the fact that you're, you're a glittering rock star. <laughs> so, then we go into the next line, which is much longer than I remember, uh, but you listen to it in the track and it makes sense. It fits. But stop giving it up now because you're going to find yourself a mastermind in time. Now, I have a question for you. So this, I'm thinking that this song is from the perspective of one person speaking to another person. And the perspective is of this mentor or a current rock star. And what they're saying in the second line is stop giving it up now because you're going to find yourself a mastermind in time. Stop trying to fight this. And what I'm seeing is you're going to find yourself a mastermind in time. And my question to you is, how do you read you're going to find yourself a mastermind in time? How would you read that? Yeah. So I think when I was reading it before, I read it differently than when you read it to me just now. When you read it to me just now, I almost heard it as you're going to find yourself as you're going to find you. Yes have become a mastermind exactly in time yeah but when i was reading it like you're gonna go out and find yourself a mastermind in time like you're gonna go find someone who is a mastermind in time but yeah now i, I don't know right yeah and i and i thought of that too but i that my when you look at my analysis or when you listen to my analysis of this song like the you know the the one line sort of overview of this it makes more sense that it's two people having a conversation or two people interacting. And in this makes it seem like he's bringing a third party into this. You're going to find yourself a mastermind in time. I'm thinking yeah. like, just like you had, you had assessed there, you're going to find yourself to be a mastermind 
in time. That you're you're not you've got you've got the skill, you've got the chops. Uh, you just have to lean into it, and you'll find yourself to be a mastermind. You're going to be a rock star in time. Now, real quick, Genius also had stop. I have gone through and annotated the hell out of Genius page on this song because he actually says start giving it up now. And I didn't notice it because actually it's harder to tell on the album version than it is on live videos of him playing the song. Live, it's insanely clear that he's saying start, start. But on the album, I almost hear stop, but it isn't because now I know that it's start. He's saying start. It's just he's saying it. Stop giving it. Right, like exactly. Like, and that totally he's sounds not hitting like Tom. the R. Yeah, stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, why don't you play it real quick? Because uh, although uh, it's really long, the intro, but yeah. Uh, let me, oh, I can find it. Oh. Yeah, you can hear him say start. Yeah. I love the drum work, too. Oh, my gosh. And then the very last one is that... uh, The little bell. The little bell, yeah. The ride over there. Ding! (laughs) Now, I have Uh, a question for uh, you about the drums on this. um, Yes. A little bit. Uh, So so this was one of two singles, right? Call it in the air. Correct. And this. Now, in the video, is that... The music video for this is that Zach in the background? It is Zach, yeah. Okay, it looked it looked like a blurred out Tom to me. <laughs> oh man, imagine! <laughs> no, it is not that. You it know was, what's interesting yeah. about this? So, especially because "Call It in the Air" was the other single, so it would have made me think because this song is mixed is not mixed by Mark Trombino, and it made me think, oh, maybe "Call It in the Air" also wasn't because they wanted it to be the single, but that's not true. Seventeen is the other one mixed by this team, Rob. Schnapf and Tom Rothrock at Sunset Sound uh, are the ones that mixed these. So 17 was the song they used in, but a pre an earlier version of for Never Been Kissed. And this song was the radio single. And maybe these guys, I didn't look up their other credits, but maybe they're like more radio, like mainstream dudes. Right. Um, I just don't know, but it was something worth noting. I thought specifically because it's a single. Yeah, I was bummed to find out. I, I mentioned this before in a previous episode, but the uh, the fact that Michelle Silverman, I, it was a dead end. I mean, I'm glad that she got back to me, but she just said, "Hey, look, if you're looking for 17, it's going to be." Um, at least she knew what it was from. You know, 20 yeah. years later, she goes, "Hi, Justin. That was a track from Capitol Records, who did the album. I think only the label or band manager would have it." Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting that we need to track down because we're going to be coming up on this episode soon is Lucky Denver, which is the song on the soundtrack. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though 17 is the song in the movie. Am I correct? You're right. Lucky Denver is on the Never. So there's an interview with the band where they said, oh, the video we did for it has like a bunch of clips from the movie in it. But the video that is online is just them playing frisbee golf and yeah, basketball yeah, and getting owned at them until the very end. Yeah. They wrestle. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast called got to get out of this town or something. And they were talking about clarity, but they kind of cover the entire band before they get into clarity. And they specifically mentioned that. And I was like, Oh yeah, the band did talk about lucky Denver mint video, but there's no clips 
in so we got to find that clip version so two things and I- what's nice and i'm i guess i'm giving a lot away is i know the editor of the lucky denver mint video i can just straight up ask him and say hey man whether or not you have that version of the video which i doubt he does do you remember there being another version where it was cut with feature footage so i'm i'm interested we got to we got to grease the palm of somebody at capitol records and yeah. yeah, and then we'll see how see how far we get there. Well, I know the editor, and he can reach out to the director, and we, we can go. figure out the 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 story. Behind we'll see that. how anyway. far a bottle of wine can take us. All right, yeah, to get that, Rockstar. we'll put a little gift bag. Yeah, <laughs> Rockstar, <laughs> what's mine is yours. So this is the first mention of the Rockstar. This this um, my thought here is like, is he mentoring a rock star? Is this a like oh, a senior rock star mentoring a uh, an up and coming rock star. I almost thought it was a fan idolizing someone and giving themselves up for that person. So rock star, what's mine, my virginity, my uh, time, my, you know what I mean? Is yours. But that last line didn't make sense to me. I have question marks. You're looking to find a fight. I'm like, what? Yeah. So you're thinking somebody's mentoring somebody. And then maybe they're getting outshined. Potentially. The second line, oh, Rockstar, you're so looking good. I think in any case, it's someone stroking their ego or getting their ego stroked there. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, but I can't. I don't, I don't really have an assessment for you're looking to find a fight. Is he trying to make himself get into his persona? What about this, David? What if? I hope you're going down if the it right is hole. Not, I was thinking. What if it is not two people? However, it's one person that's psyching Ooh. himself up in the mirror. Oh, I like that. And he's too. getting himself. It's right before the show. You're a rock star, baby. What's mine is yours. You're looking good. You know, going to kiss that mirror. You're looking to find a fight. Putting up his dukes, kind of. You know, getting a little okay. uh, fisty with with the uh, with the mirror. It could just be one person in this. I like that idea. Huh. He's talking in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're hiding the shine off the wall. The mirror where you're hiding. The other person in the mirror, the shine off the wall, is the mirror. Mm-hmm. Start giving it up now because you'll find yourself a mastermind in time. I still don't know what that line means. <laughs> um, uh, mastermind of rocking. Yeah, of rock you're going to get it. I, mean, I think to be a rock star, it's not necessarily about your skill. It's about giving in and feeding into the persona of being a rock star. And that's... You know, that's that's living the the crazy life, uh, going out after the show, meeting with groupies, yeah. all that. I mean, there's a there's a mindset to it. Otherwise, you're just a musician. Now, let me put on my tinfoil hat. What <laughs> if this is static prevails? Yes, this is pretty evenly spit, split Jim and Tom vocals. What if Tom is th- singing to Jim? Ooh, that I've been the lead singer of this band. But what's mine is yours. You're looking good. Oh, now you want to sing all the fucking songs? You're looking for a fucking fight? <laughs> uh, I'm joking, but uh, all right, uh, uh, you know, yeah. That's J- my tin JB. Hat. That's your JB uh, talking to KG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know yeah, what? And you know what that makes me think of? Oh, when we get into mm. this, when we get into this on the uh, on the Patreon, when we get into the uh, the live journal stuff. Remember oh that my, you yeah, read to me? I did think of that. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're looking good. The live journal is so cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the live journal is oh, so yeah. bad. We'll have to tell our our uh, our listeners to prepare themselves. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait till we get into live journal. 
Oh, I'll have to do that around Halloween. Yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make it a or thing. Valentine's Day. You <laughs> <could do> it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, okay. Then we I'm go. I'm the stranger here, yeah, you know. I'm the stranger here, you know. So it, it to me, that uh, it makes me think like he's the one that's on the out, on his way yeah. out. I, you know, they don't think of me as. It fits your. Um, it fits your, uh, your 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 thought now too. So yeah, I'm the one that's no longer in the spotlight. Um, however, the second liners can't you understand that things always work out my way today? But doesn't doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a cocky. Uh, that's what I was thinking, right? So uh, or, or that today is uh, until the luster wears off, right? That this doesn't last forever. I'm. Uh, the other way to look at it is uh, in a less comedic way is I'm the stranger. So I, I was thinking rock star. What's mine is yours from a fan talking to a rock star idolization of somebody giving up themselves for someone. I'm the stranger here. You know, is the rock star saying you don't know me like, you know, my songs and you think, you know me, but I'm a stranger to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's maybe. And then, can't you understand that things always work out my way today? So he could be being facetious. He could be saying that things work out my way all the time for now. Um, right. Like you were today like being today like is, until until yeah. that day, other your day comes. Today yeah. is always going to be mine. And I think I didn't write it down, but I think I also thought like this could be somebody just being super cocky, like you said. Like, yeah. Um, everything's going to work out my way and I'm going to take advantage of it since it's since today is when that's working right and maybe this person uh by verse two they see how soft they've gone with uh with the verse and trying to hype this person up and giving them all these this encouragement you're looking good and maybe they say well this is their their step back and they say well you know what you until that day you know it's it's i'm the cock of the walk baby the cock of the walk baby (laughs) i'm bruce dickinson (laughs) i put my pants on one leg at a time but when i do i make old records you got it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so we hit the chorus again. Uh-huh. And then Rockstar, Rockstar, into the bridge. Now, the bridge, let me play you something and tell me if this is not the same. I noticed that somebody on Facebook had done a um, like a cover of the bridge. And I was like, oh, my God, that's this song. Do you have Watch Together open? Yep. Listen to this progression. It... Oh, I have my speakers on. I'll turn them off. All right, listen to this chord progression. I don't hear it. There we go. Wow. So that's a trombino joint. That's Blink-182's Dude Ranch, the song Dick Lips. Um, (laughs) It's the same chord progression as the bridge of Rockstar, which I think is funny to me. I mean, maybe only to me. But it's the uh, how can you how can same... you say dick lips with with a straight face, David? <laughs> <laughs> I'm indoctrinated. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think dick lips was a, a, a word that like they were using in the studio a lot. Like Mark just was walking around all day calling people dick lips. And so they called the song that and the song. Uh, it, I mean, it's you know, it's a little general, bit faster like, progression, but it's the same. Yeah, it's the same chord. Well, it's, it's that same. same like step up. It's like, very type unique. Of, like, yeah, it's it's a very Blink One Eight Two thing to do. Um, but uh, it's the same bridge, uh, which I I liked. Um, so uh, get off my battlefield. 
You could not take it back from me. So I'm not sure, like, Battlefield being the stage. Yeah, that's what I get. Being, is that maybe this was yeah. in between sets or this guy's going on. Like, this is, can't you understand that things always work out my way today? As this guy is walking out from the wings, you know, out onto the stage. And that's what he's saying. Like, maybe the guy's bugging him still. And he says, get off my Battlefield. This is it. Maybe his microphone's his Battlefield. He's telling Jim, get the fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you could not you take, could it, not back take from it back from me. The microphone, or uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this is. Uh, I wrote this is my dream, and I'll pursue it at any costs. Don't get in the way. But that would be you can't take it away from me. But you cannot take it back from me. So somebody had something that now Tom has or was given. So you could not take it back from me. His talent, maybe. Yeah, or his experience. Yeah, his talent, his experience. Where what what, mm-hmm, what yeah. it took me to get here, you can't take that back from me. Right, and then the, yeah, that makes sense because then he says your experience. It's all the way up to the top. Right, and it, we all know what uh, goes to the top. And um, hold on, let me let me find this. I had this all queued up, which is a bummer. But, but the uh, cream rise to the top. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> What on earth? That was the Macho Man Randy Savage saying that the cream oh, will rise to the top. We all know that the cream will rise to the top. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So now, I think the last line is interesting because it says "cannot take a longer way." But you would think like somebody who takes pride in their work says you can't take shortcuts, right? You can't take a short way. But "cannot take a longer way" sounds like somebody lamenting the work that they've put in. Hmm. Yeah, I ended up uh, with that one. I went, you go straight to being a rocker, no prancing around or taking the long way. But that's an interesting uh, approach that you have there. Kind of like, yeah, I mean, I wrote, it's a hard fought battle that's worth it to me, put up or shut up. Yeah. But, but yeah, wouldn't somebody brag about not taking a shortcut? This almost sounds like, cannot take a longer way. Like, this is taking so fucking long. Like, or like, yeah, I don't know. Put in a lot of work, I guess. Uh, get off my battlefield could not take it back from you. So this is the standard Jimmy world thing where they've changed perspectives on a very similar sounding lyric. You could not take it back from me. Could not take it back from you. Yeah. Um, and that's, and what I have here is it goes both ways and I can't take it from you either. It's something that you feel on the inside or from what we were talking about, maybe the experience that you've gained that brought you up to being a rock star. And I can't take it from you. I know I, I ripped you a new one by saying you couldn't take it from me, but I can't take it from you either. So go run with that. Yeah. It's all the way up top. Cannot take a longer way. I didn't, you know, uh, looking at the the genius, there was nothing was formatted. So it's interesting that you have cannot take a longer way as part of like the first half of the bridge. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I just, I just started line breaking stuff. I didn't know where things went. So yeah, I did too. It was a rock star, rock star, rock star, rock star, and then the it sort of kicks back in. Get off my battle! You're right. So I think it was the fact that I didn't have rock star, rock star should be on its own. Correct. Yeah, I I did annotate the genius page and put all the choruses, the bridges, the verses, the breaks, all that stuff because it was just one block of text. Yeah, uh, which I just did not. And I even put an outro when they do. That's all. It's all. Can't fall away. Funny, that's which what I, I love that too, vocal huh? step. I love that step down. Um, it's such a cool like, I don't know. It pulls the melody a little bit where it goes. Can't fall away. away. Yeah. yeah, it's tight. I like it. 
especially like the way it goes with the guitars. It's that same step down that they do in the bridge, like little guitar part that's dick lips. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but these for the first two lines of the outro, I think the best way for me to kind of describe that that progression of of words there is like the be all end all. The way that the lyrics go is that's all, which translates yeah. to me is that's all it is. That's it. That's all it is. Period. And then it's all. And that's all you need to know. That's it. That encompasses everything you need to know about being a rock star. So not only is it, it's not like that's all, that's all. No, that's all, it's all. Be all and yeah. all. This is it. Uh, and then can't fall away. No backing out now. Just go. Yeah. And then the and then, it, line, and then it says the word back or did I, <laughs> is that just like, yeah. did I copy and paste like back? No, you and I, it's it's back. It's in there because you and I caught, you must have copied oh, okay. the same thing. It is. <laughs> Is it just like back to like the Jimmy World like disc (laughs) the uh, song list? (laughs) We copied a hyperlink. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now you know what I because when I paste into the Google Doc, I do just shift Apple V so it pastes without formatting. You know it, man. You got that right. Get the get the font size the same font. It's Open Sans or Arial, baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did want to I did want to hear what Thomas Heap had to say. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you so have this him is, queued up? Because I, I do. do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is, and I don't have, I didn't I didn't have the chance to listen to the his, his analysis of the first track, but what he starts to say in this is that we have uh, potentially a third person being involved in this. So, um, shoot, this was at, oh, the watch together is going to be funky. So it's going to be 1630. Here we go. Yeah. Let's try this. I'll jump ahead. Here we go, Thomas. So the next song is Rockstar. Now I've picked out lyrics such as Rockstar, what's mine is yours, Rockstar, you're looking good, you're looking to find a fight. Find a fight could refer to this rowdy guy. And I see this song as the next personality in this story, being the girl called Claire, who we get introduced to a bit more in the next song. And what's interesting is that the vocals change as well. So if we, if we go through this album, Jim Adkins sings the the lines for the the the, the guy, and Tom Linton provides the the, the thoughts of the uh, the girl Claire and her family and her friends. So keep that in mind as we go through. So Rockstar, what's mine is yours. You're looking good. You're looking to find a fight. I'm the stranger here. You know. Can't you understand that things always work out my way today? So these two are meeting, and she likes him, and she wants him. Get off my battlefield, could not take it back from you. She's seeing him, and she she's basically falling in love, and she knows she can't push him out of her head. So, story so far, got this guy who likes to go from place to place, and we've got this character who likes this guy and wants to keep hold of him. So there you go. That that follows your um, your thought on the first chorus is I guess a fan it, it, yeah, idolizing exactly yeah. And in this case, could be uh, Thomas's uh, thought that it could be Claire, which is uh, that track three. Is that uh, is that right? I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll say yes. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's what Thomas has to say there for uh, yeah his his little uh, brief analysis of that one one track. But I think between your your and my uh, you know approaches to this, I think we can get an idea of either appreciation or yeah. 
Well, Jimmy Eat World 867 on April 23rd, 2003 wrote on song meetings, it means how ridiculous obsessing over a rock star. I'm not sure. Jimmy Eat World rocks. <laughs> um, they said so. Uh, and then somebody hates Tom, the da- the most downvoted uh, is it train spotter comment on there. Yeah, train spotter on November twelfth, two thousand seven <laughs> says whoever's posting the songs on Project Playlist and MySpace that aren't Jim's voice is lame. Anybody who has a brain can tell the difference. I'm not really yeah, sure. What does that you know, mean? No one was trying to like pull one over on you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, it's still the same band. Yeah, who knows? Um. But I love that somebody was so mad about it. So in 96, this song premieres on a Less Than Jake split. Oh, it was on a split, uh, huh? It was on a split that they did with Less Than Jake. Uh, let's see if I have a solid. I just have 96. So Less Than Jake has Automatic, Shindo, and Sugar in Your Gas Tank. And the Jimmy World side has Rockstar, Call It In The Air, and 17. The three like right. singles, yep. I guess, right? Yep. Um, and it was a capital release. So capital's probably trying to push both bands as like the, you know, the rock pop punk because less than Jake's a pop punk band, like straight up, um, in 96, like they were probably trying to be like the major label, no effects, like, cause no effects was biggish at this point in 96. I'm trying to think of like other pop punk bands that were like big. I, I don't really, th- I think not many. No. Um, we're on that level anyway. So, you know, less than Jake, the B side is Jimmy Eat World, like the more emo side of uh and these three songs, Rockstar, Call It in the Air and Seventeen, are are more upbeat type of songs. Uh but yeah, I, I heard a little bit of the less than Jake side of the tape, uh, which is up on YouTube, the whole tape. Um and uh I mean it sounds like less than Jake. You know, I don't know what yeah. to say. <laughs> um and then there was a Call It In The Air vinyl single that they used this as the B-side on, and that was released in 96. It's a 45 uh, jukebox format uh, single, so I'm not sure if it ever went out as a jukebox release. Like, that would be pretty cool. It, I guess it was marked for jukebox only on the... on the Man, what a cool thing to get. Because I have many records that sort of look like this, like, and what makes it what makes records, it a, like, a, a jukebox jukebox disc? Is it just is it I just I wonder the text if it's made it? of shellac. I wonder if it's made of shellac because it gets played uh, as opposed to vinyl so because much. it gets played more. Yeah. And so the needle that because uh, uh, so I have my record player can play six uh, four speeds, 16s, 33s, 45s and 78s. And when I do 78s, I have to use a different needle. So my needle, you you can actually flip over and it plays the other needle. And most 78s, because they spin so fast, are made of shellac instead of vinyl, which is a heavier, more dense right. uh, piece of plastic, essentially. And um, uh, it probably wears out the needle more. So if you were to play this on a regular record player, it would probably completely destroy your needle which might be why it says for record players, for jukeboxes only. That's my guess. If you're a jukebox enthusiast, 44J pod, let us know. Um, well, let's see. Then, on Discogs, they have... Um, remarkable. Okay, uh, yeah, so on Discogs, there's a forum thread about format tags on Italian jukebox 45s. Oh. Italy has a remarkable amount of jukebox editions. Re- records 
uh, especially made for jukeboxes and often with two different artists on A and B sides. So I don't know if it's necessarily the 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 actual uh, material used. Just maybe it's uh, it's a, a jukebox version of a split. Maybe it's yeah, like like maybe it's the the early version of a promo single. Yeah, where it's like you know they they hole punch the barcode and all that jazz. Like don't release this to the public. Right. <laughs> Although there was a maxi single. A cassette maxi single for Call It in the Air that this was the B side on. So Call It, uh, well, it was track two on the A side. Call It in the Air, Rockstar, Claire, and Seventeen. So Claire makes it on the this group of songs. These must have been like the songs that they thought they were gonna push the most, yeah, or something. Um, and there is like on the back of this maxi single is the Claire uh, is the Static Prevails artwork. Um with the uh, rooftop in Denver. But yeah, I'm like trying to call it in the air. Rockstar clear 17 call in the air rockstar. It looks like they're all on the one side of the tape. The photos here only have side two, but it has those four songs. So I'm assuming it's the same four songs on both sides. Slip cover promo uh-huh. single. Both sides have the same four songs. No barcode promo. So that's what it says here on Discogs. Um, and then this is a hella comp song. Like it's on so many comps. It's on the Capital Cheese Spring <laughs> 1997 sample. Capital Cheese. It, yeah, Capital Records Cheese Spring 97 sampler. It's on the Pop Culture Press Comp. It's on Champion Underwear. Yes, the brand Champion Underwear uh, 1997 comp. And it's on the 14 comp, which I think was released by Alternative Press. So let's see what other bands were on the Capital Cheese, the Cheese, Capital Cheese Spring 97. Which so you got uh, Supergrass. Go ahead. Just to give give uh, give people an, a visual idea, it the 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 cover of this album looks just like Kraft Cheese singles. Correct. Right. So Capital <laughs> is where it would say Kraft. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, you got. Blind Melon, Mazzy Star, Smoking Popes, Less Than Jake, Dandy Warhols, Supergrass, Meredith Brooks. Oh, man. Wow. Early. I heard. Uh, yeah. You know what? Um, I think Ralph had Meredith Brooks not on the show, but he does One Hit Wonder Wednesdays. And he did her I'm a Bitch song. And he talked about how she'd been in the industry for so long before she finally broke with that song. And then that was her one hit. And I think she's gone on to like write for other people and stuff, but that's about well, wasn't it. Wasn't that the same thing with Liz Fair? Is Liz Fair had been around for so long and then she wrote Why Can't I in like early 2000s, but she had been around since 94, 96 with like, you, you know, these, these really um, edgy music for her. Yeah. Is Liz Fair who opened for Andrew McMahon? Mm, is that who we saw? No. We oh, okay. saw uh, Katie Tunstall. Okay. But yeah, I just remember the same thing, kind of a similar story with Liz Fair is that she had, it wasn't, you know, li- I, I'm sorry, uh, Why Can't I was a big hit. Yeah. But we didn't know that 10, 11 years before that, she was, she had other songs and was, she had put out two or three other albums before that. Yeah. So get this, the pop culture press comp also has Less Than Jake and the same song, Automatic, <laughs> which I'm not familiar with. They got Five for Fighting on here. Um... Those are all the bands that I'm familiar with. Knapsack um, and not a lot of information in the notes here. It's just a promo comp. 
So I'm not sure why or when they would have sent this out. And let's see, the Champion Underwear Comp. So weird. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Stone Roses, Jimmy World, I don't know the other bands, and no information. But yes, Champion, the brand, the underwear, <laughs> released a comp. Uh, <laughs> They're getting on it's, the, their, uh, their media. Um, it was probably just like, we got to get on this. We have to jump on yeah, this. Yeah, I'm just like, in what? It's just like all the artwork is this dude standing there in these long like biker shorts. But was that at the time when they were just coming out with boxer briefs? Maybe. They, they must have like been a DuPont, huge push. Cool Max performance fabric fabrics. So yeah, because I remember being in uh, changing for uh, PE. And remember those twins that I told you that were uh, they were uh, sponsored by um, Chaos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were actually, this is a little little too deep of information here, but they were like a couple of guys that actually were the first people I ever knew who had boxer briefs. And I went home and I was and I told my mom, I was like, I need to get these things. You know, whatever these guys had. It wasn't <laughs> boxers, because boxers for me were they had, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of both worlds to me. But yeah, so anyway, that's uh it, maybe that's what it was, was they just they had to jump on. They like we got to we have to um address or, or or reach the this demographic. And this is the only way we do it with the champion comp. Underwear comp. Now I'm looking up Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay. Great. So good. Okay. The last comp 14 released by Alternative Press uh, I maybe issue 14. Um which is why it's called 14. Uh, it's got Knapsack again. It's got Blinker the Star, Pfeiffer Fighting, Bloodhound Gang, uh, Jimmy Eat World. But look who's after Jimmy Eat World. Do you know who Laszlo Bane is? Yeah, of course. Superman. You do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So I had to look up. I was like, Laszlo is not an uncommon name. So Laszlo does the theme song for Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a great song. Um, and what's funny is I feel like the story behind why that was chosen. I thought Zach Braff knew him or at least was listening to that song and pitched it. And that's the song they went with, because I think they were going to do. I don't remember what the original theme song for Scrubs was going to be, but this is the one that Zach Braff pitched. And I forget if he was friends with Laszlo or not. But um, anyway, I think it's so funny that Laszlo Baines on this alternative press comp <laughs> with Jimmy <Eat> World. <laughs> Uh, so maybe this will get us on to uh, Fake Doctors Real Friends now. Oh, yeah. Because there's a Scrubs tie-in now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that so many comps with this song. Comps, splits, left and right, everywhere. Um, but as you mentioned before, we have a music video for this one, which we haven't done a song with a music video in forever. Right. Um, so I noticed there's two... There's many versions of this video on YouTube, not versions, but different uploads of it. And one of them said real music video. <laughs> the only thing real about it that I could tell is it's the highest resolution one that's on there compared to the others. Yeah. But there's no difference like between cuts because I was like, oh, I watched the other one first and I was like, man, they're really on Tom out of focus for a really long time here. Um, and then they finally cut. And I was like, oh, maybe the other one, the real one. uh has more cuts in it no it's the same, same. so i'm not sure dr schreidenfraud um <laughs> called it real music video static prevails um but uh yeah it's just four guys playing a room i love the four guys playing in a room type of yeah. music video um they're cheap 
They're easy. I'm Your looking Hella at the uh, with that color palette. I clicked on whatever video version I have. Um, I clicked on it in Google Docs and the thumbnail. It's just you can see uh, Jim and Tom's guitars, but in the back is a huge smile on Zach's face. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stoked to be there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "We made it, guys!" Yeah, Capitol Records um, music video. Yeah. Bunch of splits oh, and comps. I think I was, I forget which one. Let's see. Was it this one? Was it the real music video one? Uh, I caught. I, I saw car simplified in the uh in the comments oh, yeah? section so I I yeah I gave him a little wave in the com- in the <laughs> comment it was it was on the on this real music video what did he say he says uh this was two years ago awesome to see this is still up um so I guess the worry was that they might have pulled it down or something yeah uh but uh yeah I was just scrolling through the comments to see if there was anything exciting do you have um quickly accessible the the amount of times if any have they played this live? Uh, I yeah, thirty three times. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah. Uh, so we missed with the Gods of Summer tour. Looking at that set list, we got yeah, Pain, Big Casino, and then a bunch, like a couple of songs. Uh, from maybe just the one, maybe it's Love Never. Uh, from Surviving, like fourteen songs, right? And oh, I don't even know if there was a an encore there. But a few months later. Uh, on Reddit, Bunglers posts the yeah eight months ago the set yeah. list from and I think I did the math on this. It's it was New Jersey, but right in the middle of the set they play Rockstar. Yeah, so uh, I I don't know if it was this secure Syracuse New York uh one, but yeah, the last time they played it was December third, twenty nineteen in Syracuse. Oh yeah, they played it, a month uh, and after I have this. a little bit of that performance. You do, huh? Um, yeah, this one's from Sayreville, yeah. uh, New Jersey. Oh, do you have a, uh, somebody videoing it? Or uh, no, no, no. I just said, the set list. About it. Oh, okay. Um, let's see if I can. Uh, oh, interesting. I must be posting this from Reddit. Let me see if I can. Oh, I think they embedded it right in Reddit. Uh, let's see if I send you this. If you can play a little bit of that video so we can hear how they played it. So right. this must be in New Jersey, but I put it with the other because it's in 99. Oh, after several requests. Here's Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, get a chance to watch this. Sound guy is always turning up Tom's mic yeah. so late. This was the post with the comment. Let me find this in here. Oh, yeah, there it is, right at the top. Um, I can't contain my jealousy. It sounds great. And then, yeah, it was an awesome treat. Once they turned Tom's vocals up, it was amazing. And then Sieb says, Tom's vocals should always be at that level. So stupid. It is. 
And I think I I came across that thread and I like had that uploaded and like everything upvoted about Tom's fucking microphone. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, don't they bring their own sound guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he would I know. don't understand. <laughs> I guess he would know what song is next on the set list. Yeah, and, and they say, just have the space for the sound guy, right? The and their sound guy sits in that. Yeah, at the board. If somebody knows why bands who bring up a guest singer, it's always the first like 10 seconds are way off and way low yeah um uh, let us know 44 j pod because that no matter what show you go to especially if they bring somebody up from off stage or like whatever like i guess are they riding the gain at all times so that they don't get feedback but like you see tom step up to the mic like what's happening yeah um and watch together i'll put this one i i have many instances of them playing actually you know what no real quick i want to play so what's it called? Uh, Setlist.fm says March 8th, 97 was the first time this was played. Yet on our Google Drive, I have a 1996 performance. I have no idea how good it sounds, but let's go ahead. Uh, I'm going to paste it into messages because it's from 96. It's an MP3. <laughs> um, but let's hear how this 96 version sounds. And then I'll go to this pro shot, which is uh, for broadcast television uh, when they played in Germany. And we can hear how it sounded then. Okay. So he said they're going to play a new one. Mm -hmm. so weird here. You know, that's also got to be because the sound quality of this one sounds so muffled that you're only getting sure, yeah. the bottom end of his voice anyway. And there's so much. He's got a lot of bass in his voice. Totally. So I think that's probably why it sounds that. And it sounds like he's screaming into a cloth. <laughs> so this is them playing at Rock Palast in uh, 2002. I don't know. What is Rock Palast? Um is it in Argentina? Ooh, Germany. 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 Uh, so, uh, which they've played again since, but this is 2002 in Germany, and it sounds really good. So we could specifically hear him say start very clearly here. 
quite the crowd. Rock me. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I got to see Blues Explosion play. Mark Walton. I've either been not 21 or I've been on tour and I've never seen them play. Tonight I got to see them play and I really liked it. It was awesome. Tom, do you have anything funny to say like on, on television about this next round? I didn't even know you were on television. Oh, I forgot to tell you, dude. Tonight's being televised. I don't see the cameras. Oh, okay. Let's, yeah, Look at him banter. I love it. <laughs> At least they brought his microphone up in time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I thought that was a really good performance. And it sounded really good because it was like a board recorded. And oh, yeah. Jazz, so uh, I have a couple other. Let's see. Oh, this was a cool story. Uh, th- uh, There's a video that was posted in 99. And Benazona on YouTube says, uh, in December of 99, my brother and I drove up to Tempe from Tucson for two back-to-back Jimmy World shows at the Green Room in a f- fortunately now defunct venue. This was an interesting time to catch the band as about six months prior to the release of their mainstream breakthrough album, Bleed American. The venue was small and intimate with excellent sound. The band was spot on and extraordinarily passionate in their performance. And as usual, Jim Atkins leaves it all on the floor. He is the Steve Nash of modern day <laughs> rock and roll. I don't know who that is. Who is Steve Nash? Um, Steve Nash. Isn't he? Yeah, he's a basketball player. I see. I yeah. thought Steve Nash was maybe some 70s rocker and they're saying of modern day rock and roll. I was like, uh, I don't know. It's weird. OK, Steve Nash. OK, sports thing. Uh, we shot this on a rented VHS camera from director's chair video in Tucson. The camera wasn't great, but director's chair video rules. <laughs> <laughs> I miss old video stories. Um, uh, so, I, I mean, we could watch a little bit of it um just to see uh but i mean it's it they they're so consistent specifically with the song they never do anything all that exciting or new or interesting Check, check. There we go. Are you for our Saraton? Yeah. Alright. 
His voice sounded the best here. It sounds really good, yeah. The bass sounds that really good. Sounds it reminds good. me um, that in the video, Rick is doing fingerstyle on the uh, on the bass. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, he we we talked about. I feel like on an on was it call it in the air? Uh, him sort of showing off and doing some cool bass stuff. That sounded it sounded like he'd mixed fingerstyle and pick style on the album. Oh, oh, for, for the recording. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, this is sort of more more of that showcasing that fingerstyle that he doesn't really do that much anymore. I I'm all about pick pick style. I think the yeah. bass sounds cooler cooler that way, but there's definitely things you can do when you're doing fingerstyle that you can't really do with a pick. Right. Um I looked up uh uh Rob Schnapf and Tom Rothrock, the dynamic production team. Uh, they uh, tapeop.com uh, did uh, a little retrospective on them in an interview with them, but they worked on Beck's Mellow Gold, Foo Fighters debut, Elliot Smith's Either Or. Um, so pretty big dudes um, in the industry. Uh, Rob Schnapp is an American record producer and musician, co-producer of Either Or, XO, figure eight and ba- so they really worked with elliot smith a lot and uh rest in peace they did loser beck's big single uh oh yeah so interesting no they started schnaff along with rothrock and partner bradshaw lambert started long bong load custom records Jeez. in the early 90s <laughs> which is the so that record label is notable for releasing beck's loser single but then they were approached at sunset junction yeah it's like a weird thing they first heard beck as he was playing on the street during sunset junction then they saw beck jump on stage to play in between bands during a show at jabberjaw and approached him afterwards about recording his songs interesting yeah, founded so, in 1991. Yeah. <laughs> Bong Load Records. Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of Elliot Smith. They did The Vines, Saves the Day, Honorary Title, lots of The Vines, Tokyo Police Club, Dr. Dog. Uh, eels. Oh, the Eels. Yeah. Fiddler, Kevin Devine, Joyce Maynor, X. Um, so yeah, I, I mean... I, I I guess I expected to see more polished stuff for them to be the ones put on like what seemed to be the big important songs, but uh-huh. obviously great content, but nothing like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I expected to see, like Alanis Morissette or something, you know what I mean? Like something like more radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's, I, I just looked them up a little bit. Um, did I have anything else to say? Nope, that's about it. About well, the they they did oh. release James Blunt recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, we do have a couple alternate versions of the song before I get to. Oh no, before I even get to that, uh, community stuff. Do you have any community stuff? Uh, just uh, you know, looking through this, just the Static Prevail Survivor results, and this uh-huh. one was uh, yeah, it was Walking on a Wires, and uh, it. It got in a great, uh, great position of fifth place. Um, it, it didn't win first, uh, but there was a tie for third and fourth. I guess that. What would I say to you now? What I would say to you now, and then episode four. Uh, but yeah, Rockstar came in with a uh, with five votes in fifth place. That's nice. all I got for it. Okay, 
Um, uh, Ben Foote in the Facebook group had posted this meme about 30 day song challenge where like each one you list a song for uh, a different day, like a song you like with a color in the title, a song you like with a number in the title, all that type of stuff. So, uh, Ben Foote put, uh, did all of this with Jimmy world songs and specifically put Rockstar on, Oh, this is weird. Well, I think it's this one. Yeah. Um, day 28, a song by an artist whose voice you love. And I've known that Ben Foote has said how much he loves Tom's voice. So he put Rockstar in this spot. A song by an artist whose voice you love. So I was like, oh, this could be a good, a cool thing to go back to every now and again. Let's see. What other songs have we done that he would put? Uh, so 23. We did 23. And he's got 23 listed as a song you like with a number of the title. Um, uh, oh, he did Beautiful Day with My Best Friend, a song that reminds oh. you of summertime. <laughs> uh, he put there. Uh, Disintegration. Now, what's weird is this formatting is weird. It's just putting the number one next to all of these. So I have to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, a song to drive to. He put Disintegration there. Um <laughs> Uh, Firestarter. I did, this is like smack dag in the middle somewhere. Uh, a song you like that's a cover by another artist. Uh, nothing wrong. A song you'd sing a duet with somebody on karaoke. Um, or is that ten? It's weird. All the numbers get all messed up. Uh, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, list and meme. Uh, from Ben Foot. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, oh, this guy. I think. Did you mention this on the Facebook group or no? Uh, Wyatt Lewis said, I was going to the show in Bloomington, Indiana the other night, but I couldn't get off work uh, plus school and saw they played Rockstar during the encore, which is oh, my yeah. all time favorite. <laughs> so naturally, I'm pretty bummed about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah what bummer. a bummer. He's just <laughs> lamenting that he didn't go and then they played Rockstar. Uh, and then our boy JT O'Donnell. Yeah, what does he got to say? He's got this in his bottom 50 so 50 through 100 this is a strong contender i'm gonna say close so 57 very close 60 uh another strong tom helmed rocker on static prevails with some fun guitar runs rockstar showed their early proficiency at putting together intricate guitar rock songs remember at this point uh the guys in the band were all about 21 they were still finding their way on Static Prevails, but Rockstar is a good example of them starting to find that path. I don't have a ton more to say about this one other than uh, that the music video linked above, which was probably the first one they ever did, is absolutely hilarious to watch now because of how fucking young they look. <laughs> Hopefully they got off the set in time to get back for their blockbuster shifts. <laughs> so that's Clever. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, number 60 on Jake T. O'Donnell's list. Um, and, uh, yeah, tons of live videos. Like I said, they're pretty consistent with it. Uh, I did do a rave DJ with Dick Lips, but I didn't love how it sounded. <laughs> I got one um, that you might like. I, okay. I did. I think I did. I, yeah, I did upload it to a YouTube right before. So let me play this in the watch together. If it didn't get, this is okay. Yes. Okay, so it's called Movies Eat World Rockstar. Oh, I love this song. The show starts in one... 
Alien Ant Farm. I didn't hate it, man. Yeah, me, me neither. It was okay. There were some. Uh, there were some. I rough love that song. That song is so fucking yeah. good. Are they still? I love the music? bass line. The melody oh, is dude. so good. Well, to me, the guitarist and the bassist. To I, I don't know. Are they brothers in real life? I have no idea. I have no idea. They always looked to me like they just belonged together. If they ever made a new <laughs> band, it would be those two that would travel together. Let's look up Alien Ant Farm. And doesn't the guy play a six string bass? It's huge. Uh, yeah, it was quite the bass. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> uh, nobody shares a last name. Oh, really? Yeah, Mike Cosgrove. That's a, what a madman name. <laughs> yeah, that song fucking rocks. Wow. <laughs> um, the, I, there's an alternate music video that I think was shot in the cafeteria of Hollywood High School. Um, for uh the movie, the movies. Oh, see, I and I I assume because the song kind of got big that they went and did like a bigger budget one where they um oh what the uh, I put video game the movies video game <laughs> <laughs> Dryden Mitchell there you go his name yeah I had anthology and up in the attic I didn't get truant or truant <laughs> however you want to say it but uh they so, spell it with the big the big ant <laughs> just because the fucking song rocks so much let's watch a little bit of the original video all right. Oh no, I see. So the, it's on a stage, but that mural behind them uh-huh. we had in our cafeteria. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not exactly, but it looked it was very much that style. His dances are so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this song rocks. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. almost timeless. I closed the shit. Shift Apple T, you taught me that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it really is. Fuck, I'm going to play that in the car and see if Wes takes to it. He kind of <laughs> took to Good Charlotte recently. And I was never a huge Good Charlotte fan, but I was listening to the songs. And I was like, fuck, Good Charlotte's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, they can write a hook, man. Yeah, man. Uh. Decor. We got another decor and Ooh, with Tom? With Tom. And I couldn't really pick out. I was like, I guess maybe it's tuned down and slowed down a little bit, but it's almost not enough to notice. But Danny from Sadie Hawkins Pod said that there's kind of an art. You can't just play it at 50% and say that it's decor. Or pay it play it at 200 percent and say that it's nightcore. nightcore. Like there's an art behind doing it. And maybe that's what this is. It's so subtle that it just sounds good. But it just Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I don't he hear sounds it, different. Sure. Here, play, yeah, play I, it that's for another couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're right. It is. It's very sudden. Now I'll play the original. Let's see. Because I was playing it. I played mine from one minute. And it was off after a couple of seconds. So there yeah. is a very subtle... So that's what's weird, wow. too, is that it is 346, but the original song is 348. So how is that shorter yet slower? Like, I don't get it. Right. Because <laughs> this song is F major, 7B Camelot, 94 BPM. Oh, yeah. So maybe they slowed it down to 90 BPM. And they were like, yes, that's, that's it. Now. Yep. They did the little chef's kiss. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody did an Adrian Pazdar fan-made music video. Do you know who Adrian Pazdar is? That does not ring a bell. He was Nathan Petrelli in Heroes, but apparently he was on some other show called Profit. So it's so weird. I'll play it just for a second. Because um, he like walks into frame and talks, and then when he walks away, they start the song Rockstar. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. been summoned (laughs) (laughs) so it's funny i only get the left channel so when i hear that paul muta guitar i don't hear the other one playing against it and it sounds like a a bad cover (laughs) it sounds like a kid in his room uh that same person that did that decor thing did it says vocal mute and i was like what does that mean it's just instrumental but it's like the most cumbersome way to say instrumental. <laughs> instrumental. Yeah. It's the vocal mute. Omitted, omitted vox. Right. Of which I guess they use splitter or something. It's funny because I can still hear him back there. Yeah, but. barely. But you know what? That's, yeah. that's the kind of guitar playing that I do, that uh, shaky guitar tapping the... <laughs> yeah, way back there. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. The extent of my so, skill. Of course, now that a vocal mute version exists, somebody did this really bizarre, come on, let's celebrate. It says Traverse, come on, let's celebrate. So I don't know if this person's quote-unquote band name is Traverse, and he made a new song called Come On, Let's Celebrate. I I don't get what's happening here. I want to get it because it in the uh, description, it says help fight chronic Lyme disease, and then they link to a GoFundMe. So I'm like, was this done as like a charity thing? I, I don't know. Take a listen. Get out of the way. 
There's no, I have no, I have no angle at which to approach this. I was like, is that, I thought he was singing that Deftone song. Like I watched a change but I I just, I couldn't follow it. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. And I don't know if they're putting in a GoFundMe for it's for treating Lyme disease. Yeah. There's something we're missing. But I mean, if I was just to listen to that, it sounds like something that a guy would wake up the next morning and go, what did I do last night? And then they recorded themselves doing that over this track and uploading it to their YouTube account. And they go, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. So Joseph Kozak from Spokane, Washington, is organizing this GoFundMe for $2,000 with no supporters yet. Created July 28th of this year. Help fight chronic Lyme disease with your donation. Treatment requires long-term antibiotics and symptoms include extreme fatigue and limited thinking. Remedies include oregano oil, sea salt, and colloidal silver. Isn't colloidal silver like, uh, uh, isn't that the, uh, what's that guy? Uh, Jones. Alex Jones. Oh. Isn't that a, isn't he a colloidal silver guy? I can look it up real quick. Alex Jones silver, right? <laughs> don't, do you don't want that in your browser history, uh, dude. <laughs> um, I, Yeah. Uh yeah, Jones sells as silver. Yeah, colloidal silver. You're right. Yeah, and then there's like a a a really low res picture of a man in a room who I automatically am assuming this is the guy sing, singing that version of the song or something. But yeah, what a bizarre bonkers version of the song, right? Yeah. Um, and traverse. Come on, let's celebrate. Like what? I wanna I wanna believe. I wanna understand. Right. There's there's more to this that we're missing. Uh, yeah, and he's got 12 subscribers. What other videos does this guy have? Oh, uh, nope. He's got a gambling man. Uh, oh, I'm thinking rambling man. <laughs> uh, Lord, I was born a gambling man. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, don't know what to make of it. Don't know what to think of it. Oh, he's got videos. So the guy in the picture is this guy. But I don't know the Traverse Come On Let's Celebrate, which is just the rock star song mm-hmm. with, yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Hackers can turn your home computer into a bomb and blow your family to smithereens. Uh, one of the video thumbnails say. Um, maybe he is an Alex Jones man. All right. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we've uh, indoctrinated some people yeah. in this video. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Weird. Um, so, that is the end of that weirdness. And then I've got uh, covers and stuff. Anything good in the covers? Because I, I, I didn't uh, really come across anything that was... Well, I got Christy Brewer. So if you've got uh, our little robot voice, oh, I can play yeah, Christy yeah. Brewer, who we've never heard from before, but uh, has got to know uh, Lenora Avans and uh, et al. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am queued up. All right, here, here it comes. Now, remember, this has an intro. Right. And then we'll hear some very familiar music. Where you are hiding the shine off the wall. 
Stop giving it up now because you're going to find yourself a mastermind in time. Rockstar, what's mine is yours. Rockstar, you're looking good. You're looking to find a fight. I'm the stranger here, you know. Can't you understand that things always work out my way today? Rockstar, what's mine is yours. Rockstar, you're looking good. You're looking to find a fight. Rockstar. Rockstar. <laughs> now, I had a bonkers theory. Uh, not theory, idea. Now, how difficult would it be to auto-tune oh. the robot voice? <laughs> how would I do that? I don't even know, man. You'd have to send loop back into a DAW. Yeah, and, and I'm then trying back to think if I could. I, I could try that. Let's try that for next time because I think what I can do is I, I can think you'd route have to do some GarageBand. Pre production work, though, I think you would have to do. I have an idea. So I just put text to speech okay. in a different browser, route that into a specific <laughs> channel, and then that yeah. channel is going to have the auto tune. Okay. There we go. We've figured this out. Wait, are you going to do it right now? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We'll do that next week. <laughs> um, okay, so let me take a look and see. So that was fun. Um, so, uh, yes, okay. I got one that I... Th- oh, this is... I see, I see. This is when I realized. I'll, I'll uh, send you this link because this is on the private Facebook group. Um, but this is the guy that covered where I was like, oh, it sounds like Dick Lips. Um, so this is Landon <laughs> Roberts. And I just want to give him uh, some love because he's in the Facebook group. Uh, so he did a little cover of the bridge. All right, Landon, let's hear you. Our bridge guitar riff. Take one. Does he have heavy gauge strings? Is that what that uh, sounds kind of like? I don't. I don't know enough about string gauges. I yeah, just know that Jim's always just... talking about. Oh, I play thirteen yeah. gauge strings. I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's his mod to his JA. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Uh, I. I. I didn't know if he was gonna play. He was just just demonstrating this, right? right? Correct. That's what yeah. His he's intention not, yeah. was just to show the four the four chords are. Yeah. Okay. So he's essentially playing dick lips on this Blink uh, <laughs> Facebook group. Um, so I came across this one, which I found so endearing. It's some family is playing it in their family room, and they have in their home a, uh, uh, let's see, a Sparky, our Down Syndrome family member, rocking out to Jimmy Eat World Rockstar. Music played by Chris, Aaron, and their dad, Wally. And I just found it so heartwarming. I loved it. So let's take a a look at it for a little bit.
How fucking rad is music? Man? I was gonna say it is. I don't know. It's it's different things to different people, but when you see it, I don't know. Get somebody up out of their chair, have a good time, enjoy themselves, lose themselves in the moment. I mean, that's when you really see how how effective music can be. Totally, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple SoundCloud covers that I did not write notes on, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Right. Um, and then I have a boy playing it in his room, and it is a play along, but it's 100% could have been me. He's got like full <laughs> stage presence, a plus 44 poster, an Angels and Airways poster, uh, everything. Like, this This is me if I were a British boy. <laughs> Watch how he enters frame. It's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> This was me in high school. I love how he's got the TV on, not even a care about it. It's me in high school, man. He this looks is how... like, yeah, I get that. I get that whole persona, man. But doesn't he seem like the kind of person who would, in in if you're in a pinch or you need somebody, like, oh man, our guitarist is out sick. Like this guy would step up in a heartbeat and be there on stage, oh, yeah, and, be totally, like, yeah. and fill in. Uh, oh yeah, of course, of course, mate. <laughs> Can he pop? He's got so many Blink covers. Let's see this one. Let's. Oh, it won't play. I think I have to do a, a different thing. Let's see. What a sweet boy. <laughs> and a sick guitar, too. Yeah, so many stickers. I, I, I hope he enters the frame the same way. Oh. Thank you for having to play. I love that he was like looking at the non-existent drummer and bass player to make sure they were like all on the same like page at the beginning. <laughs> See, man, he always he lives he, he keeps his head in that space, man. He never but goes that's out. What? Of it. Yeah, it's like so me in high school. Like I was <laughs> trying to like have every scenario down. It's so I'm gonna watch the hell out of this guy's videos. He's got sober. He's got time to break up. Oh man, does he still have a CD on hits. too? He does. Oh, no, not in this one. Here. Oh, this one? He does? Sure? Yeah, it's he there, does. but it's off. Oh. You know what it looks like? It it's looks like the Universal. You know that Universal when it comes around um, the globe? Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought yeah, it was. Did. He just started to think. <laughs> Here, let's, let's see if... Uh, we'll watch one more video and see if he's got the TV on in this one. Just because <laughs> I like the song. No. I think it's like a PlayStation uh 
It's a, like a screensaver. Oh, yeah. This guy rules. Yeah, Kenny Pop. Kenny Pop. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, I got this guy faded to reality. He did a guitar in his room cover um, a couple weeks ago. Louis Cruz. He's, it's a capable guitar cover. Um, uh, but, yeah, nothing amazing. Okay. You got anything? No, I don't, actually. All right, sick. Well, uh, I, I didn't really remember this song all that much. Uh, and coming back to it, I was like, okay, I can see how this was a single. It's a, it's a fun song. And, uh, I love seeing the music video where they're really young and BBs and, yeah. uh, uh, I think it, it shows a lot of Jimmy world stuff. It's got the dueling guitars, the twinkly stuff, uh, and uh love the tom vocals how about you justin yeah the uh you know in the live videos that we watched and and you know for the listeners if you want to go watch them playing this live this song allows that band to unleash and you can see them really just opening up rocking out on stage uh it's a jam and you know i, I it, listening to it again it reminded me of that moment when i when i uh, i thought something was amiss with jim's vocals yeah but i was that was just the tip of the iceberg and now look where we are with jimmy at world so this is imagine uh, you would have watched the video and been like oh man he looks so different he's so young here (laughs) it's it's a jam i like it though man this is a good one yeah man uh so yeah um uh if you're a rock star uh hopefully you're being (laughs) excellent to each other and of course party on dudes